We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 5th, 2013. The next report is entitled, Pentagon Taps Anti-Christian Extremist for Religious Tolerance Policy. I don't know if I've ever been so mad reading through something, a report. I mean, this has got to be top ten of the most infuriating garbage I have ever read in my life. Like I said, it's really getting to a fever pitch. I mean, it's really getting to where it's... Satan's mask is truly just coming off. The gloves are coming off. The mask is coming off. It's just in your face, flagrant, obvious. I'm Satan. I'm here, and I'm here to kill. And I'm here to destroy. And I'm here to steal. And if you don't like it, tough. This starts out by saying a quote from Mikey Weinstein, the founder of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, or MRFF. He's quoted as saying, Today we face incredibly well-funded gangs of fundamental Christian monsters who terrorize their fellow Americans by forcing their weaponized and twisted version of Christianity upon their helpless subordinates in our nation's armed forces. End of quote. How do you like that one? How do you like that quote, for starters? I have never seen anything so... I mean, Obama has never said anything this flagrant. Of course, I'm sure he's appointed by Obama, but well-funded gangs of fundamentalist Christian monsters? Gangs. Like a motorcycle gang or something? Like we all wear leather jackets and you know ride around on Harleys and uh, terrorize the countryside with our Bibles and, and Christianity and force convert people and stuff. Or, and hold guns to their heads. This is how he's portraying Fundamental Bible-believing Christians. Monsters. Forcing their weaponized, twisted version of Christianity? What, what, what the Bible says? See, his problem isn't with these supposed Christian monsters. It's with the Word of God. That's what he doesn't like. And they're on their helpless subordinates. Like, people in the armed services are just helpless, and they have no, no way to... Oh, anything but getting saved and, 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 and not going to hell. Anything but that. I want hellfire. I want those devils and demons to rip me apart for eternity and then be cast into the lake of fire at the great white throne judgment. I want that. And I'm helpless when these Christians come around and force convert me. It's, it's beyond insanity. Those words were written by Mikey Weinstein. Founder of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, in a column he wrote for the Huffington Post, Weinstein will be a consultant to the Pentagon. Should be the pentagram. Remember those stories? I've, I mean, all the the child porn that's downloaded at the pentagram, the pentagram, gone. Like, and there was all swept under the rug, and like nobody got in trouble. Like, thousands of people at the Pentagon downloading. Child porn? Not just regular porn, child porn. Titty porn. Nobody gets in trouble. It's a literal pentagram, essentially. It's The, the building was made that way from an occult standpoint, so it would literally attract pure evil to it. Just like Washington, D.C., the whole layout of the city is occultic. And if you don't believe that, go up there and either go to cuttingedge.org or go to YouTube and can Riddles in Stone. Washington, D.C.'s occult architecture. <clears throat> it's no mystery. So it doesn't support me, uh, surprise me that this type of evil would emanate from such a wicked place. This guy is a consultant to the Pentagon. He will be. And to develop new policies on religious tolerance. Boy, I want this guy at the helm. I definitely want him pulling the, the switches. Because obviously he has no bias against Christians at all. He loves us. He loves us. 
This guy is going to be the one consulting the Pentagon for new policies. New policies on religious tolerance. They'll be tolerant of every other religion but Christianity is what it's going to be. Including a policy for court-martialing military chaplains who share the Christian gospel during spiritual counseling of American troops. Weinstein decries what he calls the virulent religious oppression. See, and I hate to say this, but because the 501c3 corporate pathetic church and their cadre of ministers, not condemning all but most, have totally left the battlefield and are more worried about money and building a big building and uh, how they look and being politically correct and going along to get along and yoking up with the government with their 501c3 and becoming clergy response teams that are going to yoke up with the government and become mass vaccination points and pick up points for the for the um, uh, martial law prison camps. Because that's happened is why this is happening. Because the church has left the battlefield. You give Satan an inch, he's going to take a mile. Take, Satan's taking mile after mile after mile now at an unprecedented rate. If all the churches in America, could you imagine tomorrow if all of a sudden, just think about this, how awesome this would be. If all the churches in America all of a sudden got woke up, like let's say they all got hung out over hell for about a couple hours or whatever it would take. All the pastors at least, just say all the pastors. And they all came back changed men. And the ones where women would understand they don't have any biblical right to do what they're doing because the pastor is to be the husband of one wife, not the wife of one husband. Done tons of studies on that. Not chauvinistic, just telling you what the Bible says. If all that were to happen and they come back changed men into the pulpit, and they and they and this is what they focused on, and they had a massive millions upon millions upon millions. Let's say they just pounded the pulpit and preached it like it should be preached, and repented before God. And again, I'm not saying this because I think I'm Mr. Perfect or anything over here. I'm just talking about in general. Let's, you know, we're way we're way missing the mark here <laughs> in most of the churches. And repented of their 501c3 tax exempt yoking up with the government status, and the fact that they're licensed by the government to preach. None of this is biblical. None of it. And they went after this. We could quash this in a New York minute. This would be this would be beyond. But that's not going to happen. It's not. If this doesn't get the pastors in America collectively outraged, nothing is going to. It's a sad state of affairs when all you really have, or, or, or to a certain extent, maybe little little home churches and pockets of Christians and maybe some ministers out there in their own non-501c3 churches or watchmen up on the internet, they're the ones, that's the only place you're going to hear this stuff. And I'm not saying a small remnant can't change things. But this should be something that should be frontline. I mean, no questions asked. This should be something that the, the church should be just screaming from the pulpits right now this weekend. Because this just happened. I mean, how much more in your face can you get than this guy? And I've only just started on this article. And this is the guy that's going to be consulting the Pentagon for new policies on religious tolerance. They're going to court-martial military chaplains who share the Christian gospel during spiritual counseling of American troops. I mean, if this isn't a violation of our rights, I don't know what is. But see, Christians don't have any rights in the brave new world we're moving into. They're, you couldn't even call them second-class citizens. They're going to be targeted for elimination because there's no room in their satanic, utopic world that they've got planned. Now, God has other plans, okay? But I'm just saying that this is how, this is 
the way everything's moving, it's, and it's obvious. Weinstein decries what he calls the virulent religious oppression. <laughs> virulent? How much more lukewarm can the church get? And this guy's saying there's been virulent religious oppression? I mean, the church is lukewarm. <laughs> but it's not enough for Satan. He wants more. Perpetrated by the conservative Christians, the virulent religious. Yeah, we're going around. We're just taking everyone's rights. We're taking over. You know? I go out, generally when I go out, I generally just try to pick people that just look at me funny and I get them in headlocks and I try to force convert them right there with the Bible. And if they don't like it, you know, I, I hammer them a few times. You know, choke them out maybe. That, that's, that's my standard procedure. I mean, that's how he acts like we would be. <laughs> it's total insanity. I, I use sarcasm to demonstrate the insanity of what this guy, I, I mean, I don't know what world this guy's living in. I wish that we were more um, vocal and had more backbone and weren't and the church wasn't yoked up with the government and become so lukewarm. But if anything, we're moving in the opposite direction and this guy has the audacity to say this? When the church is more lukewarm now than it's ever been since Christ came? I don't think it's ever been worse than it is now. It, it, the irony, you know? Anyway, so... He decries what he calls the virulent religious oppression perpetrated by conservative Christians whom he refers to as monstrosities and pitiable unconstitutional carpetbaggers, comparing them with bigots in the Deep South during the Civil Rights era. He cites Dr. James Dobson. I mean, this is a guy I could do probably a five-part study exposing, okay, Dobson. I've done many things on him, clips and stuff like that, but I could probably do a five-parter on him exposing him and all the garbage with his ministry. He cites Dr. James Dobson, founder of Focus on the Family, as, quote, illustrating the extremist militant nature of these virulently homophobic organizations. I, I could only imagine what he'd think about me. Oh, well, whatever. My life is not a popularity contest. And God has an appointed time for me to die. And before that time, if they come for me and it's not my appointed time, there ain't no, nothing they can do. They're going to have to get through God first. Might as well just have a backbone. Because it's not going to get any better. All this makes me want to do is just bow up even more. And get more vocal and more... I mean, this should, this should invoke righteous indignation in everybody, every Christian hearing this. And really, you know, focus it in on prayer and fasting. But there may be a time where you need to engage, you know, vocally or whatever. I mean, it's going into the closet and doing nothing's not working too well, as far as I can see. I'm not accusing my listeners of that. I'm just saying in general, the church in general. So he's saying, I mean, Dr. James Dobson, <laughs> come on, <laughs> illustrating him as an extremist militant nature of these virulently homophobic organizations, rhetorically charged propaganda. And there's a guy I would say was lukewarm at best. The brave new world we're moving into will not tolerate people like me or even the lukewarm ones that have kind of, you know, been wishy-washy and mealy-mouth and not really, you know. <laughs> There's no escape. So just just go toward the evil. and Engage the evil. Don't shy away from it. Just engage it. You might as well. Absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. That's the way I look at it. Regarding those who teach Orthodox Christian beliefs from the Bible... Weinstein concludes, quote, let's call these ignoble actions what they are. Okay, this is, so this is what they are, the people that uh, teach Orthodox Christian beliefs in the Bible. Here's what he believes they are. The senseless and cowardly squallings of human monsters, end of quote. If this guy isn't demon-possessed to the toenails, I don't know who is. I pray God would hang this guy out over hell. I really do. 
for however long it takes, and him come back a changed man. And if it be possible, his soul be saved. I really do. But I also pray for the day God starts destroying wickedness. Unrepentant, unchanging, going to just keep doing wicked wickedness. I'm not saying for us to go out. I'm saying God. Why? Because when God judges wickedness, good things always happen. Always. Look in the Bible over and over and over again. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. There's a lot of judgment that the house of the Lord deserves at this point. Because the house of the Lord has not been judged and is just, you know, going its way. Is a big, big reason why things are the way they are right now. The church leaving the battlefield, essentially. Weinstein then endorses the ultra-left Southern Poverty Law Center. Why doesn't that surprise me? Who publishes a list of hate groups alongside truly deplorable organizations like the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, the SPLC, Southern Poverty Law Center, list also includes a host of traditional Christian organizations. Why? For their support of traditional marriage. See, we're, we're like a hate group. We're a hate group because we like traditional marriage. Well, that leaves all the sodomites out hanging in the breeze. Oh, no, no, they got to endorse us. That we, they have to endorse our lifestyle. No, I don't, and I never will. Because the Bible doesn't endorse it, it, it condemns it. So I really could care less. No, 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 we, you, you, you have to endorse us. You, you have, no, I don't. No, I'd rather die. I'd rather die. Kill me. I'd rather die. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to endorse sin. I don't care how bad it gets. I don't care about being politically correct. I could care less. Go ahead. See if you can get a torture confession out of me. I believe God will strengthen me where I won't I will never confess nothing no matter what you do to me. I'm not inviting it. I'm praying God will fight against them that fight against me, like the Bible says. I'm praying God judges my enemies and wickedness. That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of his doing, and the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart would glory, like Psalm 64 says. But if that, if that day were to come, when they got me, God can still give me the grace to get through whatever I've got to go through. People were burned at the cross, you know, um, Fox's Book of Martyrs, all manner of things done to them. The most horrific torture you could possibly imagine. And they never renounced Christ. They that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. That's the reality of it. But is God's grace sufficient? Yes. Now, I know that's worst case scenario. And I don't mean to be Johnny Raincloud. I'm just saying, if it came to that, you know, God's grace is still sufficient. But you have to have the faith to believe that. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith cometh by hearing it and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's just, to me, we're, we're just getting to that point now where, wow, I mean, they are just frothing at the mouth like a rabid pit bull wanting to go straight for our throats. And there's a part of me that wants to engage them just as bad. Because I want to see God intervene in these situations and deal with the wicked on his terms. But it's not going to happen with people that don't have a backbone. That will just run from the fight. And uh, I'm not saying there's not times when we wouldn't flee or try to protect our families and these types of things. You'll know when that time is. The Holy Spirit will convict you when to engage and when to go. Okay, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So there is a time for that. There's also a time to engage the enemy. And I don't mean like getting in, in some gigantic, you know, firefighter. I'm talking about spiritual engagement here. Putting on the full armor of God. 
Taking up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Taking up the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That's literal. You've got to believe the armor of God is literal. And that God can send his angels before you to prepare the way and cover yourself with the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the war we're going into. So, you know, this just gets me fired up. This doesn't really discourage me. I mean, it, it's, on the surface it does, but part of it just fires me up. Because it's like I see Satan coming out of his, his lair. The mask's coming off, the gloves are coming off, it's getting just so obvious. Wickedness. It's like, well, it's time. It's getting near time. When we literally will be engaging. Not to say there's other people in other parts of the country, other parts of the world that don't deal with pure wickedness every day. I'm just saying, America, her, her turn's coming. And I just believe that, that God can use a remnant mightily for his glory. I refuse not to believe that. He always does. Gideon, I mean, he pared down the army with Gideon until it was even smaller and smaller. Why? God gets more glory that way. That's my goal, is for God to get glory, not for me to get whatever. I could care less. could care less about me getting any personal glory. I would like to be known as a man of faith, but my faith is dependent upon the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word. That's not even in, in, in and of myself. I can't take credit for nothing. I don't want to take credit for nothing. But I would love to see God work through his remnant mightily to battle wickedness, literally. That's my hope. And, okay, here's what happens. What if God does that? People see wickedness judged through a righteous remnant. How many people are going to get saved when they see where the real power is? All men will see and fear and declare the work of God that they will wisely consider of his doing. That's how people end up getting saved. That's one instance, I should say. Not the only way they get saved. But it is one way. The Lord Jesus Christ glorified through a remnant. Christians are portrayed in Hollywood as these weak, pathetic. Even even in these all these all the shows they've got out there, they're either total hypocrites, which are worse than the people like in in like the secular. They've got all these you know hit, things they're doing behind hidden doors. They're hypocrites. They're greedy. They're money hungry. They're whatever. Or they have no power and they're cowards. Like they portray them in a lot of these haunting shows and ghost things. and stuff. they got to bring in the witches and the Catholic priests. They're the only ones that can ever get... And even the Catholic priests usually get you know their collective rear ends kicked. But the witches and the warlocks and the psychic mediums, they're the ones that get the job done because the Christians can. <laughs> so that, that's not been my experience. Holy Spirit lives inside you, you have power. It's not in and of yourself, but you have power. So, going further, we're, we're listed along the, uh, with the KKK, they list traditional Christian organizations for their support of traditional marriage, Tea Party organizations for supporting limited government, Weinstein then goes on to say the Southern Poverty Law Center correctly labels them all as hate groups. So see, even, even having the most milquetoast, lukewarm conservative views now, you can't escape it. You can't escape it. God is letting all of this happen to see who is going to stand with him and who is going to run and cower in the corner. He's letting this happen on purpose. That's what I believe. He's separating the sheep from the goats. He's separating the cowards from the people that are going to stand and fight. And I don't mean to say that like I'm being whatever. Just saying. I mean, we're being put in that position on purpose. He hates lukewarm. He wants you to either be hot or cold. Period. Okay? 
And again, I mean, you look at what the Bible says about that specific thing. If you go to Revelation chapter three and see and, and see, and this is the Laodicean church, which would be a very accurate depictor of the day and time we're living in. Um, you, you look at what is said about the Laodicean church. Now, right under the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, these things say at the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, and this is, again, this is an indictment of the modern day church we live in, in general. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. Meaning he wants us to be either cold or hot. Either live like the devil, and serve the devil, or serve God. But don't be like this mealy-mouthed little thing in between. So God does like things black and white, it sounds like to me. So, then because thou art, thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of thy mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing. That would be an accurate descriptor of, of American 501c3 corporate churches in general. they got big, nice buildings, padded pews, all kind of programs for your entertainment and enjoyment. You can even write off your tithes on their taxes because they're all yoked up with the government. Preachers and pastors are all licensed to the gills by the state so that they can preach. This is all real biblical. Yeah. Keeping their mouth shut about these types of issues because they might lose their 501c3 tax exemption if they open their mouth too wide. Not to say they all are, but a lot of them are still on that thing. And what's happening to a church on a spiritual level when you do that? I don't know, but it can't be good. So... Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased in goods and, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched. See, in God's eyes, that's how God views the Laodicean church. Wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. That's how they would appear to God. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich. Now, if we go to 1 Peter 1.7, where it gives you a little more clarification on that gold tried in the fire, 1 Peter 1.7 says, that the trial of your faith be more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire. It's the trial of your faith. Most people don't want that, though. They don't want to go through adversity or trials. Well, God says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. White raiment is the, is the robe of righteousness, essentially. And that's why they appear naked, because they're not living a righteous life. That the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eyesight that thou mayest see. Most people in these situations, in these institutions, are blind. And they may think they're good people, and they're, they're doing all these works, possibly, but they're still blind. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit to me in my throne, even as I also overcame. How did Jesus overcame? Well, he gave it all. How did he ultimately overcome? What if he would have stopped short of the cross and said, I don't think I'm up for this. He wouldn't have been an overcomer. He had to literally go to the cross and die to pay the sin debt of all humanity. Okay? And again, what might be required of us as well, as far as overcoming. They then endure to the end, the same shall be saved. So, again, I don't see any Bible verse for saying, well, you can renounce Jesus Christ and still go to heaven. I don't, I don't see a Bible for that. So, anyway, let's go further here. You do it through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, though. It's not in and of yourself, where, you know, you can have that kind of power. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, going further. This guy goes on to say, 
Weinstein also supports Lieutenant Colonel Jack Rich, the army officer who wrote that soldiers who hold traditional Christian beliefs are incompatible with army values. Wow, the world according to him. I guess he just figured this out. This is It's like all these people all of a sudden have all these opinions and they say them and they act like, well, this must be so. When you've had millions of, of, of people that would identify themselves as Christians go through the armed services throughout the years. Why weren't they all court-martialed back then? All of a sudden now, their Christian beliefs are incompatible with army values or military values. Why? Because you say so, Satan? It doesn't make it so. You're a liar and the father of it. And they should be carefully watched and excluded from military service, Christians. This Lieutenant Colonel Jack Rich. Carefully watched. Place on the watch list. You know, they're 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 bad, they're terrorists. And they should definitely not be allowed in the military. No way. According to Weinstein, quote, we should as a nation applaud Lieutenant Colonel Rich. The same devil that just said that stuff. He adds that we must, that the nation must and should venture further than Rich's recommendations. Of course, we, Satan always wants more. Saying, quote, we must vigorously support the continuing efforts to expose pathologically anti-gay, Islamophobic, and rabidly intolerant agitators for what they are. Hey, I would qualify for all that, praise God. What 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 are we? What are people that believe that? They're diehard enemies of the United States Constitution. This guy has the audacity to go go with a constitution argument when we have a First Amendment right to free speech. <laughs> Anybody's anti gay or Islamophobic. Is the, the stinking Muslims are all over the world killing people, blowing people up, beheading people, generally uh, generally um, genitally mutilating their daughters, repressing women like no other culture on the planet, most likely, doing all kinds of just absolute total wickedness that I've documented over and over again. But God forbid we be Islamophobic or anti-gay, two of the most wicked factions. Isn't it funny that as Satan takes off his mask more and more, that he's more rabidly going to just attack anybody that attacks wickedness. Two of the main things I've talked about in my in my studies. The sodomites, the, the homosexual, bisexual, gay, transgender, whatever you want to call them, and Islam. And he's saying he picks those two things. We, we must vigorously support the continuing efforts to expose pathologically anti-gay and Islamophobic and rabidly intolerant agitators for what they are, which is diehard enemies of the United States Constitution. This has got to be one of the most evil people I have ever heard quoted in, in any kind of military circle. Probably the most, as far as just being in your face. Then he goes on to say, monsters one and all. So, Christian fundamentalists Bible-believing Christians are monsters, one and all, according to him. To do anything less would be to roll out a red carpet to those who would usher in a blood-drenched, draconian ear of persecutions, nationalistic militarism, and superstitious theocracy. End of quote. Blood-drenched? When, when have born-again Christians ever went around going around chopping people up and killing them? Force converting is he getting us confused with the Catholics during the during the Inquisitions? Which is what they love to do. They love to lump us in with that. Even though the Catholics, one of their main their, their main targets were born again Bible believing Christians. <laughs> Many media outlets are silent on this disturbing new alliance between fanatical secularists and leaders in the Pentagon, appointed by good old devil boy himself, President Barack Hussein Obama and Secretary Chuck Hagel, under which the U.S. military would officially consult with someone with such a frothing-at-the-mouth, passionate hostility toward traditional Christians. I've never seen any quotes like this, ever, come out of military circles. The military includes countless of people of Christian faith, and this represents a radical departure from the U.S. military's warm embrace of people of faith in its ranks. 
Yet, the little coverage this story is getting is satanically positive. Such as this Washington Post column that somehow manages not to carry any of these frightening quotes from Weinstein and instead actually endorses the Pentagon's meeting with him. Well, of course, because it's all going to be whitewashed by the controlled prostitutes, mainstream prostitutes, like prostitutes. Sally Quinn's post column also approvingly quotes the MRFF advisory board member Larry Wilkerson saying, quote, Sexual assault and proselytizing, according to Wilkerson, are absolutely destructive of the bonds that keep soldiers together. Did you get that? They, are, they say someone sharing their Christian faith with you is akin to being raped. That guy said sexual assault and proselytizing, meaning trying to convert someone from whatever belief system they have to Bible-believing Christianity in this case. Sexual assault and proselytizing are absolutely destructive of the bonds that keep soldiers together. Yeah, God forbid you have a whole bunch of Christians in a unit together. That would be just a oh, horrific thing. I can't imagine a worse, terrible thing than that. A whole bunch of born-again, Bible-believing Christian guys. Oh, oh, what's this world coming to? He, he, he says that's akin to being raped. You sick devil. Weinstein makes sure there are no doubts being quoted by the Post as adding, quote, this is a national security threat. Christians that share their faith are, is a national security threat. He goes on to say, what is happening aside from sexual assault is spiritual rape. Spiritual rape. So, you deliver somebody from hell by leading them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, in their eyes, in Satan's eyes, is spiritual rape. Why is it? I, I, I don't think there's any mystery as to why is it that of all the religions on the planet, that trying to get someone saved, which is obviously the context here, from a Christian standpoint in the Bible, is all that they're focusing on. Why aren't they focusing on Hinduism, Buddhism, Mormonism? Because... Satan knows all those religions are the Broadway and they all lead down to hell. But see, Satan doesn't want anybody in the military getting saved. And pretty much they own you lock, stock, and barrel if you're in the military. So they always try to implement their draconian agendas in the military first. President Clinton signed that executive order. I quoted in my Avion Flu presentation where you know they can give you as many vaccines as they want and they don't have to tell you what's in them. And you have no right to know what is in them. They own you lock, stock, and barrel. So this is a perfect place to try to implement this when they already control the system. I'm not saying there's not any good people left in the military, but they are being weeded out at a hugely fast rate from my sources. This guy has the audacity to say that, that trying to lead somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ is a national security threat. What a deluded, sick, perverse devil. These guys are all all demon-possessed to the toenails that would go along with this. They are of their father the devil and of his works and of his lust. They will do. The wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. They are vessels of wrath, fitted or prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. They're obviously that. So what is happening aside from sexual assault and spiritual rape when you try to lead somebody to the Lord in the military? And, and what the Pentagon needs is to understand, what needs to understand is that it is sedition and treason and it should be punished. So leading somebody to the Lord in the military is sedition and treason. Treason now. Another MRFF advisory board member, Ambassador Joe Wilson, said a military chaplain, quote, is to minister to spiritual needs. You don't proselytize. It's a workplace violation, end of quote. In other words, it should be the official policy of the United States to decree what a human being's spiritual needs are and punish any military officer who is an ordained clergyman that attempts to share his own personal faith with another service member. That's what they're saying. I think they should all collectively get 30 days in the electric chair. All of the 
chaplains because they might try to proselytize. I mean, you know, come on, let's be fair, right? Satan has way, that'd, that'd be what we he'd want. Weinstein, Mikey Weinstein goes on to say, if these fundamentalist Christian monsters of human degradation and tyranny cannot broker or barter your acceptance of their putrid theology, then they crave for your universal silence in the face of their rapacious reign of theocratic terror. May his tongue turn black and rot out of his maggot-infested head for such blasphemy. This guy acts like he is Satan. It's like Satan talking! Christian monsters of human degradation. If they cannot broker or barter your acceptance of their putrid theology, then they crave for your universal silence. And isn't it unbelievable? This devil from the pit of hell is accusing us of the very exact thing he is desperately trying to impose on Christians. He's wanting our universal silence. So that we don't talk to anybody or try to proselytize anybody or convert them to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But just like every hypocrite, he accuses us of the very thing he's guilty of. It is the ultimate of the pot calling the kettle black. Indeed, and this is going on with his quote, indeed, they ceaselessly lust, ache, and pine for you to do absolutely nothing to thwart their oppression. Comply, my friends, and you become as monstrously savage as they are. This guy's talking about Bible-believing Christians trying to save people from hell. This is the essence of Satan here. What I've been reading, I've never read anything so satanically twisted and evil, I think, in my whole life, as far as a statement that I've seen from any kind of high public official. This is as in your face as anything I have ever, ever seen. And is the exact polar opposite of what the truth is. Comply, my friends, and you become as monstrously savage as they are. I beg you, do not feed these hideous monsters with your stoic lethargy, callousness, and neutrality. What Basically, it sounds like he's just saying, take up arms and blow us away. It's kind of what it sounds like to me. I mean, this guy, if he could say that, he would. You could tell he's trying so hard to hold back and be eloquent at the same time. Oh man, he really wants what he really wants to say is kill them all. Kill them all. Wipe the planet of all. Why don't they just come out and say that? Why don't, I mean, I, I'd rather them just be honest because, you know, don't hold back, dude. Come on out. Come on out and say it. That's what he wants. That's what they all want at that level at this point. Most of them. Not to say there's not any good people left. At high levels, but very few. (laughs) Do not lubricate the path of their racism, bigotry, and prejudice. Doing so directly threatens the national security of our beautiful nation. Oh, we do live in a beautiful nation, don't we? The sodomites, the, the, the gays, the lesbians, the transgendered, in all kind of high positions and corporations and in the military and in government. We have Janet Butch Napolitano at that home, Homeland Security. We have a, gay, a black gay bisexual president, as I've documented many, many times. We have the most wicked, evil, disgusting, vile, perverse, degenerate people in high places in this country with power over the populace. It is a grand place, though. Truly. We have whole cities that are just dens of pure sin and iniquity. You know, you got New Orleans, a voodoo capital of the United States, where all manner of wickedness goes on. Murder rates to the roof. Chicago, we mentioned, or San Francisco, one of the gay capitals of the country. 
I mean, you've got so much righteousness and goodness. you got Planned Parenthood in all the major cities, aborting babies wholesale, slaughtering little babies and innocents. Just, you know, unbelievable. we got illegal aliens pouring over the board. Oh, it's such a beautiful nation, I'll tell you. God's so happy with all of the putrid sin. And we do deserve judgment. No doubt. No doubt. And, and the church, again, 501c3, well, hey. They yoked up with the government back in the 40s and the 50s, and, you know, they're kind of going along to get along. <laughs> Not going to want to say a whole lot about this stuff. Uh, might lose that old exemption and might get labeled. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, might lose my big fancy church and whatever, my big pulpit. and Can't have that. I'm just saying, if they were collectively doing their job, things wouldn't be this way. This should get us righteously indignant, which is an attribute of God. The problem is, is being angry and sinning not. (laughs) I mean, that's my biggest problem when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because, you know, this is so in your face that I don't know how much more it could get in our face. So, again, do not lubricate the paths of their racism, bigotry, and prejudice. Doing so directly threatens the national security of our beautiful nation. National security. I love it how now... Trying to lead somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ is a national security risk. And hey, they could do anything under the guise of, quote, national security. They'll take away all your rights. You're a hate group. This is a national security risk. You need to die. You need to go to the prison camps. Weinstein, uh, then he goes on to say, God help us now when someone with such a visceral hatred of conservative Christians who says sharing the gospel is spiritual rape is helping develop policies for how to deal with Christians in the military. I don't advise anybody going to the military. Ever. Go watch Beyond Treason. The depleted uranium thing about Iran or um, Iraq. Watch that. That by itself is enough reason. The forced vaccinations, and you have no idea what you're getting. can't tell you how many people email me in the military, and they're like, you know, they're dying. They, You know, 30 vaccines in one month or whatever. They're dying. Probably never hear from them again. It's the norm. Look at what happened to the troops that come back after the Iraq war. And with all the depleted uranium exposure and the vaccines. I mean, and the number one threat to the New World Order is returning veterans. That's the number one. There's a show on, I, I had seen some recently, these New World Order shows... All of them all have these agendas now. I mean, flagrant in your face, not just to entertain, but to brainwash you. It's called Continuum. And they come back from like the year whatever, 2077, these people get sent back. And essentially the ones that get sent back were prisoners that were scheduled to be executed. All of the prisoners that were scheduled to be executed by the state were former veterans. Every one of them. Okay, who were fighting against the fact that in 2077, the world was pure corporate fascism. The corporations owned everything and controlled everything, including the government. The banks controlled everything, and it was flagrant, and it was out in the open, and that's the way it was. And if you didn't like it, you needed to die. That's the way the show's set up. And the, the bad guys are the returning veterans that want to fight against the wickedness. Now, granted, they're bad guys in the show. Okay, I'm not condoning whatever they do. But the, the bottom line is, that's who they want you to believe the enemy is. Anybody that's going to go against the corporate fascism, the big banks, who are the, the more the source of wickedness than any other entity on the planet, essentially. But they're the good guys. They're the good guys. You do what they say. You fight for them, the police works for us, and you know what? Don't you dare go against us, because we'll kill you. And we'll label you as terrorists and all this. And this is this is the brainwashing that is constantly going on in Hollywood now. At a at a pace I've never seen before. This just lines up with that, what we're talking about today. Weinstein says those guilty of this quote treason must be punished. Under federal law. Now remember, they said that this was treason, what they're doing. Okay? You you try to lead somebody to the Lord in the military, and, and pretty soon it'll be outward. It'll just be out in the streets. You try to lead somebody to the Lord, it's treason. Okay? Treason 
is punishable by death. Hey, if you got to die, it's a great way to die. Great reason to die. And Obama and the Obama administration is sitting down to talk with this man to craft new policies for religious tolerance. Quote, religious tolerance. And again, that is such a hypocritical garbage term because they will not be tolerant of anything having to do with Christianity, but tolerant of every other wickedness and evil you could possibly ever imagine. That's their version of tolerance. And he's the guy that's sitting down with the Obama administration to craft new policies for religious tolerance in our military. Yep. I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, this is the state of affairs that we're in right now. Next report. A high-ranking Coast Guard official said at a National Day of Prayer event that the religious liberty in the U.S. military is being threatened and that service members are being told to hide their faith in Christ, according to tape remarks obtained by Fox News. Again, God's letting all this happen because God's wanting to see who is going to stand for him and who is going to not. Period. I think that's why this is happening. He's separating the hot and the cold. He's not going to let you be on the fence if you're lukewarm. As one, um, so they're being told to hide their faith in Christ according to tape remarks obtained by Fox News. It's Fox News, I mean, saying this. As one general so aptly put it, they expect to check our religion at the door. Don't bring it in here. Rear Admiral William Lee told a National Day of Prayer gathering in the Capitol Hill. Leaders like myself are feeling the constraints of rules and regulations and guidance issued by lawyers that put us in a tighter and tighter box regarding our constitutional right to express our religious faith. The crowds of religious leaders and lawmakers cheered for nearly one minute when Lee vowed to defy any attempt to curtail religious liberty within the armed forces. Well, I mean, good for them. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that some... (laughs) People pushing back against this stuff. He said, quote, I am coming out today to tell you I am not going to run for my religious beliefs, for my right under the Constitution to tell young man that there is hope. End of quote. Lee told the audience that he had set aside his prepared remarks and instead chose to speak from the heart about the challenges facing Christian service members. The problem that men and women like me face in uniform who are in senior leadership positions is that the higher up you are, the more vulnerable you are to being taken down. He said, you get in the crosshairs of those people who lay in wait outside the gate, waiting to take us to task for expressing our faith. In recent days, the Pentagon has been accused of infringing on religious liberty of Christian service members. And there have been dozens of complaints about the military targeting Christians. Last month, an army, and again, it's the only sect of the military that's being targeted, Christians. Doesn't it make the Bible come alive when you see that and you realize, wow, yeah, it really is going to be the Antichrist and all the fall, all the all the isms, all the false religion isms out there against the born again Bible believing Christians and the holy angels and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it really is the, the, the battle lines are really being clearly defined and drawn, and it's beginning more and more flagrantly obvious, which should increase your faith because it's what the Bible predicts. So. Um, In recent days, the Pentagon has been accused of infringing on the religious liberty of Christian service members, and there has been dozens of complaints about military targeting Christians. Last month, an army briefing labeled evangelical Christians and Catholics as examples of religious extremism, uh, linking them to Al-Qaeda and Hamas. In another incident, an army officer, again, I I don't like to be yoked up with Catholics, but they like to lump all Christians together. Okay. In another incident, 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 an army officer warned subordinates that the Family Research Council and the American Family Association were domestic hate groups. Among other instances, a war game scenario at Fort Leavenworth that identified Christian groups and evangelical groups as being potential threats. So, the military is making sure that we are being identified as Becoming real terrorists. You know, these these Christians in particular. Uh, a 2009 Department of Homeland Security memorandum that identified future threats to national security as coming from evangelicals and pro-life groups. 
pro-life groups. Okay. And we're threats to national security. And again, when they, when they invoke that term, they can do anything, essentially, under the guise of national security. A West Point study released by the U.S. Military Academy's Combating Terrorism Center that linked pro-lifers to terrorism. Um, so, again, now pro, pro-lifers are terrorists. Yeah, I mean, I know so many pro-lifers that are strapping on the old, you know, uh, nail bombs and running into the Planned Parenthood and blowing themselves up. I mean, it happened me last, I mean, it happened to me last week four or five times. I just keep coming back because I'm like a cow with nine lives. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all over the place. These pro-lifers, they're just, they're, 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 they're unbelievable. I mean, they're just, they're riding around in tanks, and they've got missiles strapped on their backs, and they're walking around submachine guns, just killing people just for the fun of it. Sure. I mean, that's what it means to be a Christian, right? Wholesale slaughter? Come on. I mean, man. Anyway, so I'm, I'm being ultra sarcastic here. Then... Christian prayers were banned at the funeral services for veterans at Houston's National Cemetery. I mean, you can't have a Christian prayer at a cemetery. No way. Are you kidding me? You might offend some of the uh, some of the uh, the um, dead people in the ground. I mean, I don't mean to disrespect them. I'm just saying you could offend some of them possibly. And, and you know, no, you can't have that. You, you can't have that. And then Bibles were banned at Walter Reed Army Medical Center. Uh, a decision that was later rescinded. And again, the only time this stuff ever gets rescinded is when there's pushback. You let Satan take, he's going to keep taking. Uh, last year, an Air Force officer was told to remove a Bible from his desk because it would appear as if he was condoning a specific religion. My comment, you can guarantee if that book on his desk was a Quran, a satanic Bible... Planned Parenthood or homosexual propaganda, it would be greeted with open arms, though. See, this is the double standard. There's one standard for Christians. There's a whole other standard for all the other devil devil religions on the planet. Ron Troutridge, an undersheriff with the Powers County, Colorado Sheriff's Office, detailed a presentation on behalf of Homeland Security um, in which the Colorado State Patrol Trooper Joe... Kluczynski gave a two-hour presentation on the sovereign citizens movement. The message was clear to all in attendance. If Christians take the Bible too literally, they should be considered to be domestic terrorists, threats under the label of DHS, uh, and the, under the label of what DHS is referring to as being a sovereign citizen. So if we take the Bible too literally, we should automatically be considered domestic terrorist threats. Absolutely. You know, like I said, just gut shoot us all now. Get it over with. No, just kidding. But I'm just saying, I mean, it's, it's like it's, it's insane. Total 100% insanity at work here. And all of this is documented. All the stuff that I'm talking about here, I mean, it's all been in the news, documented. Stuff they're not even trying to hide anymore. Stuff they're proud of. The New World Order is proud of. Also, Lieutenant Colonel Rich warned his subordinates to not back down from bad, quote, bad Christian behavior. For, quote, when they see behaviors which are inconsistent with army values, remember, the army values trump anything the Bible would ever say. Okay, whatever the government says, whatever the army says, whatever their values are, and we know their values are, Totally satanic at this point, essentially. They serve Satan and his agenda. Okay. When they see behaviors which are inconsistent with army values, don't just walk by. Do the right thing before it becomes a problem. Further, the warning has been given to flag Christians and to put them on a no-buy list for guns. Of course. You want to make them as powerless as possible in every way, shape, and form. Rich's briefing dovetails with the same kind of anti-Christian rhetoric recently presented to the Colorado law enforcement officials in La Junta, Colorado, in which Christians were prominently displayed as domestic terrorists if they take the Bible too literally. Isn't this a grand, wonderful world we're moving into? You know, isn't it just wonderful? And then, and who could ever forget the infamous East German Stasi-inspired Mayak report? There's a link to that if you want to click on that in my PDF. In which the mainstream of America are considered terrorists by the government if 
by the government for the following behaviors. So you are considered a terrorist by our government for these following behaviors. I'm going to list them off here. If you're an anti-abortion activist, you are a domestic terrorist. If you support the Second Amendment, you are a domestic terrorist. If you display political literature, literature supporting a third-party candidate or a certain Republican member of Congress, you are a domestic terrorist. It's okay if you support Democrats, though, like Obama. That's fine. If you possess subversive literature, such as End the Fed, which prints money out of thin air, why would we want to go against them? I mean, you know, they're, they're puritanical. Uh, if you possess this subversive literature, such as End the Fed literature, you very well might be a member of a domestic paramilitary group. And you are a domestic terrorist. If you supported um, any former third-party presidential candidate, like Ron Paul, or Chuck Baldwin, or former Georgia Representative Bob Barr, you are a domestic terrorist. That's what I'm saying. Satan's putting us in a position, and God's letting it happen, so where we're just going to have, you know, it's you're just not going to be able to just weasel out of anything. You're just, you know, I'm not blaming God for any of this. I'm just saying we're being put in this position for a reason, okay, to separate the sheep from the goats. I really believe that. And you're going to have to take a stand, you know, a biblical stand regarding all this because we're being increasingly put in positions where we're not going to have a choice. So if you were a returning veteran, you're a domestic terrorist, obviously. You know, If you were a conspiracy theorist who believe, for example, that the United States, Mexico, and Canada will someday form a North American Union, you are a domestic terrorist, even though that's all been in. All this stuff has been in, you know, reported on, in the news, all verified. But, you know, anyway, if you are a returning veteran, you're a domestic terrorist. Um, if you, okay, I'm sorry, I read that one. If you are a militia member, most commonly associated with a third-party political group, you are a domestic terrorist. If you display constitutional party, campaign for liberty, or libertarian material, you are a domestic terrorist. Um, if you are in possession of a Gadsden, don't tread on me flag, or widely available anti-income tax film, America, Freedom to Fascism, which I've sent out to, I don't know how many listeners, uh, links to it. You can find it on uh, YouTube. Uh, you think our, you think the IRS is is uh, real or constitutional and, and good? Okay. Go, go up there and key in America Freedom to Fascism on YouTube and watch the whole thing. Anyway, um, if you're in possession of a Gads- Gadsden, don't tread on me flag or the uh, anti-income tax film America Freedom to Fascism, you are widely, you are a domestic terrorist according to the banksters who have hijacked our government. See, this is all coming ultimately from the ones that control the monetary systems on the planet, the banksters. They're pure, total evil. They have their unjust weights and balances. They have their money printed out of thin air. And they're the ones that are really at the heart of the coming New World Order. Um, They're the ones that control the politicians and these types of things. So they're most directly in control by Satan. And the Rothschilds being at the head of the... Head of the families, according to my research. Anyway, if you believe that the bankster thugs have hijacked the legitimate government, it is presumed then you then are a domestic terrorist. So, you know, it's uh, this is just how it kind of goes here. Um, next report, the Pentagon has released a statement confirming that soldiers could be prosecuted for promoting their faith. Um, religious, now this is soldiers, before we were talking more about clergy promoting now, this, this is soldiers, okay? Religious proselytization is not permitted within the Department of Defense. Court martials and non-judicial punishments are decided on a case-by-case basis, end of quote. Being convicted in a court martial means that a soldier has committed a crime, a crime, under federal military law. So now, sharing your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is now considered a crime, Well, count me guilty, praise God. You know? Punishment for a court-martial can include imprisonment and being dishonorably discharged from the military. Um, So, hey, you could go to prison um, and dishonorably discharged. Once you're out of prison, I would imagine, or probably go to prison while you're being dishonorably discharged for sharing your faith in Jesus Christ. So President Barack Obama's civilian appointees who lead the Pentagon are confirming that the military will make it a crime, possibly resulting in imprisonment for those in uniform to share their faith. And eventually it'll get to be where, no, it's going to be death, because it'll be treason. And treason is punishable by death. You know. 
If this policy goes forward, Christians within the military who speak of their faith could now be prosecuted as enemies of the state. And national security risks, too. Remember that. If chaplains and other personnel are censored from offering the full solace of the gospel, there is no religious freedom in the military. And there's a link here. Please join me in signing the petition to Secretary Hagel, urging him to protect the religious freedom of our troops. And again, like I said, if there's no pushback against this, now I understand that this is figurehead type stuff. We're, I'm, you're better off, you know, with grassroots, with praying and fasting. I understand that. But still, if we show them there's going to be no pushback on any kind of petitionary level, that just gives the, the Illuminati the green light to implement their draconian agendas even further. I've said that for years. So you push back in whatever way you can. Um, this is urging him to protect the religious freedom of our troops and not to proceed with a purge of religion, uh, really, the Christian religion, within the ranks called for by these anti-Christian activists. Next report. Uh, over 40 United States congressmen uh, have signed a letter calling upon the Secretary of the Army to rescind a briefing by an instructor who classified evangelical Christianity and other faiths as religious extremism next to Al-Qaeda and Hamas. As previously reported, the training session occurred a year ago in Pennsylvania and involved an Army Reserve unit that was receiving training on worldwide religious extremism. The Alliance Defense Freedom Foundation obtained a copy of the PowerPoint presentation, which includes a slide that lists 18 religious groups that the instructor deemed to be extremist. While it is not known whether the groups were ordered in relation to their severity, evangelical Christianity appears first on the list. First. Followed by the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, Al-Qaeda, and Hamas. And then ultra-Orthodox Judaism, too. Yeah, the, 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 the ultra-Orthodox Jews are out there blowing people up, too. You know, Just like Al-Qaeda, Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood. We, we're all in the same boat. I mean, I, I strap on a nail bomb every other day just go out, just for the fun of it. You know, and trying to kill as many infidels as possible. Because I'm, I'm that big of a terrorist threat. I mean, it, it's so insane what's going on here. And actually, Islam is the one that's being actually protected more than any other religion out there. Okay? It's like they're protecting them, but at the same time, they use them as the excuse to implement further agendas, like they blame it on Hamas or this or that. Not to say they're not really doing stuff. But again, we've proven many, many times that our government is aiding and abetting these things to happen. So, it's just, it's, it's mind-blowing, all of this information. So, I think I'm going to have to end part two here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to end part two here. And we're going to go to part three next, and go from there. So, God bless you, and see you in part three.